crazy, disruptive, explicit. We say it like it is. Real world sales and marketing. Real stories from the road. Yeah, it's, it's the, the real shit. shit. This is the Rock Havoc Podcast. That's amazing. Feeling, uh, feeling pretty cocky this week. You are? Yep. I have run into what like three three i've had three shout outs from people i did not know what that have all been like dude i've been listening to the podcast that's the shit i'm a big fan now we're practically famous uh, pretty much pretty much man i mean you start to get used to it after first couple million listeners but now Mm -hmm. it just seems like when i'm running into people and we're at like business functions and Mm -hmm. They're like reaching out and like, oh yeah, like you're the podcast guy. Here's my card. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to be on your podcast. <laughs> it is, uh, it is got, uh, it is fall weather now. We had to move our our uh, fireside chat inside by the electric fireplace. Which I think is funny that we have the ceiling fan on though to mm-hmm. keep everything cool. Which it does displace Ironic- some air. Ironically, Here. yeah. Hold on, let me just make the mood a little bit here. Oh, you're going to turn the fire on? Oh, look at that. Look at that. Yeah, fire's on now. That is turn a... Turn the fire on. This is a fireside chat now. Well, that's awesome. I feel cozy. I Mind know. if I take my pants off? No, no. Great. I, I don't know if you noticed. I never had mine on. Oh, I did. I was... It was cold in here. <laughs> oh, good it's thing we turned that fire on. <laughs> Hello, winter. Ooh. By the way, welcome to the Wreak Havoc podcast. My name's Jody. Hi, and I am uh, Trevor Brown. And we are joined by the lovely and way more intelligent than both of us. Put together. Miss Heather Herring, the girl boss. Hello. Uh, so that'll make that'll make some of our loyal listeners very happy that you came out today. I, yeah, I, I just sit here and chime in every now and then. Mm-hmm. Correct us when we're wrong. We also want to give a shout out to uh, Mia, the bo- the the podcast boxer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Today is her third birthday. Happy birthday, Mia. She's sitting here right now bugging the shit out of me. She's probably out of water. Or she has to poop. Probably nope. from the birthday cake she just yeah. ate. Yep. Not week. it. The mystery birthday cake uh, that we gave her that we don't know what the dog treat she's, was made she's out of. She's 21 now. She should get like a drink. Some booze? Not no. just water. A dog does not need to be drunk. <laughs> it would be so funny, though. It would. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. For all of our animal rights activist listeners, oh. we would not do that. They're like, the girl boss no. is a horrible person. We would not. No. Intoxicating dogs. We would not. But, it but would be. she's fairly dingy on her own. I can only imagine what it's like. She might turn into a smart uh, dog. Yeah. Could go backwards. It's true. Cause when like I reverse drink, psychology. When I, oh, and I drink a lot. I get super good looking and super tough. And yeah, that's what and, I do. Athletic and Ten smart, feet and funny. tall and bulletproof. So, yeah, the whole thing. Maybe that would happen. It, I don't know. I'm optimistic about these things. I know you are. Yeah. You know. Uh, so we we came up with a pretty good uh, topical topic. Topic. <laughs> this topical, wow. topical topic. You See need what to I drink. did there? You need to drink more. <laughs> wow. Oh uh, yeah. I I thought you were going to talk oh, about my. a little bit about how you finally got to go back out on the road this last week oh yeah i saw that on social I media on a, i went on an aeroplane for the first with time. your you fancy mask you selling those and making a uh, million dollars I, that's what i should be selling I everybody should, went nuts about that shit i should be selling those yeah. I, did you make girl that? boss i made did that. make it i figured that was the case <laughs> i wore a mask i gave on the you credit that said uh this is stupid because i think it's stupid as opposed to i'm with stupid it's different arrow. than that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. that's usually what Heather wears that shirt. And uh, then on the reverse side, it was reversible. You what? Could flip it over. Oh. And it said, "Forced to comply." Oh. So very. Uh, I was. I was on a political. You, know, you were making, making. I was making. You're making a statement without saying a word. Silent. That is what I call a silent protest. And no one even knows if you're smiling. No, because I can't see my face. I'm wearing no, a stupid unless you got smiley eyes. Then you could tell. Here's how bad it is, though. This actually happened on the flight there. I fell asleep on the plane. My mask slid down under my nostrils, but still over my mouth. Did they? Please tell me they did not. Wake they you woke up. me up. Are you serious? And made me pull my mask up. I 
he was, I think he knew that he was in a bad situation when he did it. Cause he just, he kind of nudged me and I looked at him and he goes, can you pull your mask up? And I go, I'm sleeping. And he goes, you need to pull your mask up. And he pulled it up and left. I'm like, that was good of him to leave right then because I was about ready to fucking kill him. But yeah, that's that's how stupid land, this is. By the way, they'll land. We're the plane in a pretty two, quick if you do. By the way, <laughs> if you, yeah, they, they if you really would. Yeah, yeah. How'd your We're, flight go? Well, it was great till I fell asleep. My mask came down, and then I killed the guy. And then I killed the guy. And here's a great part: we're on a tube full of recycled fucking air with a bunch of people who are taking their masks down to drink and eat. Mm-hmm. But I can't fall asleep for a few minutes against the window with it under my nostrils. You, you never know what could come out of your nose. I'm like, I, oh my god! Don't get me started. Don't get me started. Anyways, that uh, yeah, but I did get to travel. I went to Montana. I went to North Dakota. Uh, all of which are still there. In case anyone hasn't been on a plane lately, a little bit of weather up in there. Montana. It's kind of cold up there. I and I got out of there before it did. I was in the. Uh, I, I shouldn't say that. That when I got on the plane, when they dropped me off the airport, there was actual snowflakes coming down. Yeah, in, it's in supposed Billings. to snow a foot in the next couple of days up there. Really? Yeah. Well, Bozeman area. Bowtown. Mm-hmm. Um, that's interesting because I was just saying that today. I was talking about, I'm like, you know, it's kind of weird because we're so warm in all my areas that yeah. we're just still booming, boom, boom. I mean, business is just slamming because. Knock on wood because we need the weather to stay good for a little while longer. Yeah, we're almost dried in on, on the cabin and the, like, tomorrow they're drying in the roof. The windows are in. Yeah. Just just hold off. Just hold just, off a, just little a little bit. Just a little bit longer. Little bit. Let us get our siding on and get the roof actually on. And yeah, and then bring then it. Then it can freaking dump. Bring then I'm on happy. The you weather. can dump the snow. Oh, Jack Frost, come on over. Bring it. So, no, it's, uh, it, was, it was definitely refreshing to get back out on the road and kind of feel like a normal person. But it kind of was a regression a little bit, too, because I, I do such a good job here not wearing a mask and doing anything. You know, like I don't feel affected by it here. Mm-hmm. But I spent more time in a mask than I've ever have in my life because of the, like you have to wear it in the, in the airport. You have to wear it on the plane. You have to, wear, I mean, it's just constant. You never right? get to take it off. Yeah. And the Uber, you have to wear it. Like, and you had to wear it in like the, uh, what's the shower? No, the, there's, where, <laughs> I, I pro- maybe he probably should wear it in there. Um, in the, Oh, and like the VIP lounge. Yeah. Yeah. Like the even, you, think you could go into the VIP lounge at the, the airports there, you know? Think you go into like this? Yeah, aren't cent- you exempt from most right. other stupid rules? Yeah, this is the whole reason we're in there. Than this, because I'm very important. <laughs> very it's important. Maybe we should be able to do it. Think we are. <laughs> it's the Centurion Lounge. <laughs> okay. Centurion Lounge. Wow. What what it's called. For? I don't know. It's what they. It's what Amex calls it. It's the Centurion. Like it. it's the American Express it. Centurion Lounge. Anyways, so I'm in there. Like this is like okay. This is like the VIP. You know, special doors. Shoop. Oh, like yeah. they slide open, it's all fancy. Anyways, you go in there and it's free booze, free food, free K, you know, TV, Wi-Fi, the whole deal. You get to sit in a big cushy couch. So I'm like, all right, this is cool. I'm gonna go in there and relax because I had like a four hour layover in Seattle. So I'm like, oh, I'm just gonna lay. I'm just gonna do some work. It's gonna be perfect. Mm-hmm. Lady walks up to me. She's like, sir, you need to wear your mask. I'm like, in here. And she's like, yeah, if you're not eating or drinking. And I'm like, see, there's. You just need yeah, to. Uh, he fixed that real you quick. You need to play the rules. Just yeah, I, went play got by a, the rules. I went and got a drink. <laughs> and I said, You're I'm drinking. And I'm going to keep drinking for four hours until yep. you guys either drag and my bring ass me, out of here. I'd like you to bring me a large bowl of peanuts. Free. <laughs> free. I'm going to eat them one at a time. I have free all drinks. day. Free booze and free food. Then I'll just count me in for eating and drinking for the next four hours. Can I How just say, that? I don't understand. Like, suddenly you're exempt because you're eating. Well, COVID doesn't leave your mouth after you're drinking or eating. Um, I did make a pretty funny analogy to my kids that <laughs> my kids were like, oh, gross. And I was like, I know. I thought of that all by myself. And I was like, if you're wearing a mask and you're constantly touching your mask, it's like dipping your fingers into a little Petri dish of gook and then going and touching everything all the time. Right. It's double dipping. <laughs> my kids are like, Dad, that's disgusting. I'm like, then don't touch your mask. It's it's. It's an asinine situation going on out there, but that's all right. That's all right. You know what, though? Here's what I think we need to do. I think we need to come together. I think we need to come together. Come together. Right now. Right now. Oh, me. Yeah. We should write a song like that. Wow, that'd be good. That'd be really good. 
We can, yeah, What's we that? can come together over things. Yeah, you can. So we have another mask over there. Gavin just found. He's going to wear it at school tomorrow. What does it say? Forced to comply. Forced to comply. But we bought those. They just didn't show up before. So that's why I had to make his yeah. last minute before he left. Oh. The ones I made actually turned out, I think, a little bit better they than the really ones good. he bought. The forced to comply is pretty funny, though. Yeah. But hey, that's Anyways. part of you coming together. That's part of uh, you uniting. Yes. Yep. And here's and, the thing. And you know what? I united with some people over that mask because when people yeah. saw it, they, I got high fives. I got people pointing and laughing. I got dabs from people. I got, like Everybody was just like, like, dude. It's like the funny t-shirt that you talked about. Yeah, um, it's like our funny t-shirt episode. I mm-hmm. wear the funny mask episode now. So we like literally, yeah, just, people were looking at me and they're like, good for you, man. Good for you. Like they're like high-fiving me. Yeah, good job. You know, it's kind of like when you go to the store without a mask on now. Did and you they see have the rubber gloves like, on? When they're high-fiving you? They should have, but they didn't. But I would definitely if I was high-fiving you. I, I was I blown away in the airport how many people were wearing masks, rubber gloves, and a face shield. Wow. I want to wear a face shield, but the one that's got, like, the mustache and stuff drawn onto it and mm-hmm. glasses. And That'd be good. Just, like, take a marker with me. Be good. Just kind of make funny things. But it, it, it did bring together, definitely, you start seeing the people, the you saw the people that were non-maskers and you mm-hmm. saw the maskers right and then the non-maskers were high-fiving and thinking it was great right but um it, you know it's right now when all of this stuff going on it's it's i actually saw a me or i don't say a meme as we call everything a meme now but i saw a picture of two people which it was kind of funny because i thought that the 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 uh age group of the, the demographic people, the, demo, the demo of yeah. the person in the picture were reversed it was actually a biden uh so a guy carrying a biden flag and he was an older gentleman conservative looking gentleman if you will and he had his flag on and then this young you know punk looking kid with a trump flag and they were in the middle of the roads so obviously you could see it was at some protest or something but busy road right and these two are standing in the middle of the road shaking hands were they wearing masks uh, the one guy, the Biden guy was actually, and the other guy had a, he had a gator on, but he had it down, but like literally shaking hands and you see that and you're like, okay. Like, and it kind of makes you feel like, you know what? We could probably do some cool shit if we kind of came together on this. It's probably somewhere in the, 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 the secret sauce here is probably exactly what's in that picture. Yeah. It's like. That's where it's at. It's not on the far left. It's not on the far right. It's right there in the middle with these two guys in the middle of the road shaking hands and being like, hey, I appreciate your flag. Because here's the thing. We can agree to disagree on. But here's the thing. Nice flag. Not on everything. We can agree to disagree on certain elements of it. This is the this is the challenge that I have with people that are super far to one direction or the other. They don't have any respect for anybody else's opinions if they don't agree. They're like, no, you're an idiot. You're dead to me. Well, they might have something nice to say. They might have some decent ideas if you come together and have a discussion about it instead of canceling that person out because you don't agree on something. Think about, like, here, here's what I love about, and again, we always bring sports back into it, but I love about sports. If you've ever been to, like, an NFL game or something, mm-hmm. uh, like especially if you've gone as your team, like, Gavin and I had a great moment, like, we went for Christmas the year before last, I think it was. His Christmas present oh, was yeah. we got tickets to a Seahawks game. He's a Seahawks fan. I'm a Chiefs fan. We went to Seattle to go to a Seahawks game. He's all done up in all of his Seahawks gear and his jersey and all of his stuff. I'm in all my Chiefs gear, jersey, the whole deal. We're all decked out, right? right. We're walking from our, our hotel downtown to the stadium. And dude, it's that that's the fun in it. Is right. guys are like looking at me and they're like, boo, you know, like, <laughs> but we're all having, like, it's part of the fun is like, dude, I, yeah. Cause you have to have an opponent, right? Like a game isn't fun if there's nobody opposing you, you know, it's, it's not fun. And so like, so the fact is, it's like, but what do they do? They're like in my face and they're booing and stuff. And then they freaking high five you. Right. And you're right. like, yeah, all right. You're ah! like, you know, or they're like, all right, yeah, good luck, man. You know, like everyone, like that feeling of that, there's a, there's a, a coming together of the fact like, dude, you're on a totally different team. You're wearing right. a red jersey. I'm wearing a blue jersey. You want your team. I want my. But we're both here to watch this game, and we're excited about it, right? And well, I think the, it's huge. the the unity is in the game. It's in fo- being a fan of football. I can't be a fan of every single team because that's lame, right? Right. That's the football element. That's the biggest umbrella. 
And then you've got the little subsets of all your different teams. What's interesting in terms of the political aspect of it, what's the bigger umbrella that people are, are losing sight of? America. America is the greatest country that has ever been. But some right. of the things that, that have made it be so great, like there's some of that stuff that's being taken for granted of. There's some of that stuff that's getting dismissed. There's some, there's some of it that it arguably, I mean, if you talk to the greatest generation, what's their opinion on some of that stuff? Those guys went and fought in a, a world war, a legit right. world war. And they, you know, that generation, I think, is, I think, one of the last badass, tough generations. Mm -hmm. What's their perspective on that stuff? What can you learn from it? Even if you disagree with a little bit of it or a ton of it, you can still learn from it. But it, people have said it best. I heard a guy on one of the podcasts Heather and I were listening to the other day. He said the same thing. If a world war breaks out right now, let's say that, you know, one of, xyz countries that we you know would like to see us go down shows up on our doorstep tomorrow they come here and they start killing americans right they do not come here and they are not there is not a if if we'll just call it if it's china if china shows up here and decides to fight us tomorrow and they walk down the street they are not going to ask you if you're voting for trump or biden no they're going to kill you because you're an American. They're not going to stop and say, oh, we don't kill uh, black Americans. We don't, you know, we only kill white Americans or right. we only kill black. We only kill Mexican Americans. No, they kill Americans. So when they come here, we're all one team. When, when, it, when the shit hits the fan, we're all one team. And we're going to have to unify and you're going to have to basically say, you know what? Hey, that guy, especially, especially you liberals out there are really going to want to buddy up with your neighbor that's the conservative with the Trump flag because he's probably got a lot more guns than you do. Probably. You're probably going to want to be friends probably. with that guy, right? So, like, there, there's certain things where, you know, you, you have to look at where, we, you know, if we just kind of, you know, there's, there is some coming together there. There's different perspectives, though. I think we get caught up in I'm right, you're wrong type of mentality. There are different perspectives because people look at, life and situations completely differently where somebody that values the ability to own a gun where I've heard this and we've had this conversation a hundred times right. where we're, I don't see the need to have that type of weapon. Yeah. I don't see the need for you to have that fast of a car. I don't see the need for you to, uh, to wear those kind of shoes. Like where does that, yeah. that whole, that's one of the beautiful things about America is how about I worry about me? Right. You worry about you. As long as that's not infringing on, like, that changes when I, you know, have my beautiful shoes that kick you in the face. Right. That changes. Right. But it, I don't know. if I shoot you with my gun, that's that's an issue. But if it's just my gun, you know, and which is kind of the funny thing, you talk about that, like, the, the liberal, like, Hollywood types that I just, just kill me. They want to tell us that, you know, well, we, you shouldn't have a gun. Well, you shouldn't have a 14-bedroom Fucking house right. in Malibu. Do you need it for you and your wife? Like I, I don't like, but I'm not telling you how to spend your money. Like don't right. tell me how to spend mine. But it, you know, I like I said, it's everybody. You know, gets divisive on certain things. But it's amazing. And I, I think this is the older I get, the more I start to. And we talk about our inner circles, right? I start to draw back and think of what I can do to affect it on a local level and more in my own world and my wheelhouse, which is part of what drives me crazy about this whole epidemic or pandemic or whatever you want to call it that we're in uh scamdemic is probably the most accurate. It, the only thing that you really can, can pull back into is, is w w make decisions based upon your own, what you're doing in your own life. Right. And I look at it and I go, okay, how can I come back into my circles and work with people in my circles? And for me, it's in my industry. Right. Like I like to work with other people that sell insulated concrete forms. Now we're competing against each other and we're going to bid on jobs against each other because I sell for one brand, they sell for another and we compete against each other. But in the grand scheme of things, we're competing against the stick frame guys that are building stick that's, frames, that's right? That's the bigger umbrella. That's the bigger umbrella. So it's like, hey, why don't we convince these guys that our way's better and then once they get here, we'll switch it over. And I think that's, you know, one of the things we, the girl boss can talk about as the El Presidente of the... Uh, uh, the Builder Contractor Association locally here for a couple more months. 
You're getting yeah, close. I to got your a couple more of, meetings and then I get to hand the baton to somebody else. Yeah, yeah. and then your you're reign the, of terror will be over. The, yeah, I get to mm-hmm. hand the gavel. I'm no longer the COVID president. Soon. But uh, but like, talk about that. Like, I mean, you talk about how how you've got a bunch of builders that fight against each other when they're trying to sell a house to one customer, say, in a subdivision. But then you guys, when they come into the meetings, you guys are sitting on a board with all the top builders and it's, you guys work together. It's a it's looking at the bigger picture when we all come together. Ding, that's, ding. That's what it is. It's you have to take off. And, and I think this is a conversation that I can't even remember who. Was, it, it was one of the past presidents of the BCA as I was coming through the what we call going through the chairs. So you start as the secretary or, you know, whatever, secretary, treasurer, vice president. Move You move through the chairs. Are, so, they, are they musical? They should be, but um, I don't think they would do that because then we might leave. I should do that this year. Um, but no, what it is, so you're coming through and then you're, you're interviewing with the past presidents and they're asking you questions and they're talking about their experience when they were president of the BCA and, you know, some of the things that you might face and, you know, just different things. And really what it is, is they're, the biggest thing they talk about is when you come in as the president, you have to take off your individual hat. Right. So I am no longer owner of Innovative Custom Homes when I walk in and I'm running a meeting for the BCA. I am the BCA president. And I have to look at the bigger picture of what is best for the building industry as a whole, not necessarily what is best for me. Right. And some of that is is really zeroing in on what's your metric of measurement. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's short-term and there's medium and there's long-term of it. And what may look really bad in the short-term is actually really good for the long-term and vice versa. And, and it could be very, it's the same thing with what's best for the BCA. Long-term is, is actually best for me as individual business owner, individual right. you know, builder, whatever. But it's, it's going in there and we all have a common goal. We're, we're promoting the the responsible growth of our community. Like that's, right. that's our goal is so that we, we continue building in our, in our community and creating these communities that we all want to live in. I think, but that there's, therein lies the rub of getting unity in a, at a social level. What is the goal that we can all agree on? I think you're nailing it. It's, it's way, way easier unless you've got that, that centric mission or goal or whatever. You can't unite a team. No, exactly. You you have to have that that common goal, and I think like even like now, like we went to a booster meeting tonight and talking about what you know how do how do we do this stuff for the seniors, the kids? You know, this is their last year of mm-hmm. high school, and how are we going to recognize them? And it's differing opinions, but we all have to come together to figure out what is best for the kids, right. and how do we how do we give them you know their best senior year? I mean, can you imagine? Like, not, no, like, <laughs> no, this is your COVID years, your senior year. And this is what you were, you know, like the football season's knocked down to five games. You don't get a you homecoming. Know? You, don't, you get, don't get, yeah. They don't get to walk out on the field with their parents on senior night. and do Your parents don't even thing. get to come to the freaking game. Yeah, your parents can't even come watch your games because there's no spectators. I mean, your senior, it's just, it's just sad. So, but we, you know, like I said, but we all sit down, we come together. We're like trying to figure out, okay, how can we give them a good experience, you know, and figure this out. But like, so you know, it's a really, I mean, if you want to take this right to the top with, as far as uh, somebody that talked about coming together and people that necessarily aren't together all the time, they razz each other all the time. Mm-hmm. Look at our different branches of the military. Mm-hmm. We all have we have friends that are in different branches of military. Oh, yeah. Well, they love to get the na- the the Marines love oh, to give the yeah. Navy guys shit, right? Yeah. And then you got the you know you got the freaking Army guys that like to give the Marine guys shit. You know, like everyone everyone loves to throw shit at each other. But when the friggin' lead's flying, when the shit hits the fan, those fuckers have each other's back, and 100%. they will tell you a hundred percent they need each other. And they, you know, like they said, they give them shit. They're like, you know, you'll hear the Marine guys give our Navy friends, hey, thanks. You know, you you guys give us a ride to the fight. We'll go in and kick ass. You guys <laughs> keep the boat warm while, until we get back kind of deal. You know, they right. love to, like, tease each other about being different, you know, piece, parts of the military and stuff right. where they, you know, they razz each other till the shit hits the fan, and then they unite. 
without they're hesitation. They're like a fucking superhuman. It's like a right. fucking transformer. You know, there are all these different cars, and they come together and make this master fucking transformer out of it. It's and they kick the shit out of people because then guess what? We're fucking America. We're USA, and they're gonna come together. And now they're not gonna tease each other about call each other all their nicknames and shit about you know the Marines and the right. Navy and the you know Army. All those guys, they they literally come together and they fight. You're not and, even acknowledging the Air Force. Air Force. Okay, there are no, there sorry. are there are Air Force people out sorry, there. Sorry, Buzz. Buzzy is gonna. Oh my gosh! I'm not even gonna say anything. No, sorry, but not. Yeah. By the way, little side, little sidebar. Um, we have exercised the curse of nut. (gasps) Really, the curse of nut is no longer. It's off. You golfed. I golfed with nut and Bean and Buzzy, and we went to Hillcrest. Thank you, Bean, and thank you, Nut. Even though Nut didn't do anything really, other than complicate our schedule, but. (laughs) <laughs> I you know what no not I'm gonna I'm gonna throw you under the bus you hear that again beep beep Thump beep yep so we've been trying to organize this <laughs> this golf outing for over a year and we have it all nailed down and that's like no I can't <laughs> I gotta I'm going to the cabin for the final weekend and completely ruins our plans but and we gave him a ton of shit for it but then he came back yeah. around and we went on Sunday. There you go. So, but worked out. the the curse has been exercised. It is no more. You can now golf with him, and yeah, I uh, I it. didn't golf amazing, but it was not near as bad as what you saw, which was my worst golf ever. So I want to make sure I shout out the Coast Guard as well. I just realized oh, yeah. I didn't mention them. Yeah, Coast Guard counts. Coast Guard, Army, Navy, Marines, any, Air Force. Did we miss anybody? We got we have buddies in all the branches. Cub huh? Scouts, Girl Scouts, all of them, all the Scouts, all of them. Uh, anyway, Boy Scouts. The I'm sure there's probably they Scouts now. I don't know their their thing, but the I self identify as a Scout, right? Something like that. I don't know. Poster Scout. Anyway, no, I and we appreciate all of them. By the way, 100%. well, but you're you're highlighting something that I think is when when stuff really gets serious. All of the petty things that, that you quote-unquote disagree on or that you're giving shit about or whatever, all of that stuff. <laughs> he's like, do you need help yeah, running the board Charlie, tonight? Charlie's just Charlie is right, right in, your lap. in my lap. We're buds. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, right there. there. You good? Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's, like, get, he's like a podcast good get, ornament right yeah, now. Yeah, I got to get my cord out from under his butt. <laughs> <laughs> when, you, when you get down to like what you're talking about, when the shit hits the fan, when stuff really does get real, all the petty bullshit goes to the side and you you find the center, right? You find the umbrella that really truly is important. And it doesn't it almost just naturally happens. I mean, we saw this at 9/11, right? Like 9/11 was probably the best example in our lifetime of being able to right. see something where just every motherfucker came together kind yeah. of deal. Like we just all came together. There was like I don't care who you were, the your enemy, you were both like, "Oh my god, this is horrible." Like we're Americans, USA, right. USA, and and you know you you hope that it doesn't take something so horrific to do that again, and that we could somehow find that without it. But like, it's amazing what what I think is crazy about it is how natural it is when something happens like that, and and I would say that it probably happens in little tiny microcosms all right. over the world. I mean, like if there's a car accident, you're driving down the road, right, and you see a car accident, and I mean like. You're there when it happens. Everyone jumps out of their cars. Everyone jumps in together and starts doing shit. Nobody cares what color people are, what race, religion, what they're, you know, if they're wearing a Trump MAGA hat or if they're wearing a friggin' Biden shirt, whatever. Nobody cares. You just jump into action when there's something that needs to be done, right? And it's like, how, how do we, when we all know we have that good in us, because there's no one, there's nobody. No, I, I mean, I can't imagine there's one person in the world where, if all of a sudden we saw a kid fall in a pool right. or in the water and everyone went to run in and all of a sudden you looked over and there was a guy wearing a, a Trump hat and you're like, well, fuck that kid. I'm not going to help him because this guy's helping it. You know, no, you would come together and you would help that person. Like I saw there was a. It's the instinct. There was a it's, clip of yeah, a bunch of people making greater it. Good. Yeah. And there's a there's a clip of a bunch of people. And everyone was like, look how cool this picture is. There's like literally every person, there was a human chain of people going down this concrete 
um, spillway somewhere. I don't know what it was, but it's like like basically an overflow for like you know rainwater and stuff oh, like yeah, that. Yeah. But there was a dog trapped out in the rainwater. Oh yeah. I and they, people made a human chain down the thing to go get this dog, and then the guy grabbed the dog, and then they handed the dog up the chain, and blah, blah, blah. So all these people, and when you look at it, there's five different colors of people in this chain, <laughs> and they're all doing this to help some stray dog that's out in the middle of that's that's out in the middle of this water, right? Like they all came together and unified to make to legitimately unify to make a chain physically to get to this dog. And no one no one looked at anything other than the fact that they were going to save that dog. But I think that there is the simplistic clarity in, mis- in mission. So I'm going to pick on the whole idea of masks. My personal philosophy on that is one of the problems is there's such a huge divergence of opinion and, quote, expertise within the realm of wearing a mask. You're getting people that are, that's what they do for a profession is, like, study diseases, and you get both ends of the spectrum. There isn't a clear mission. And, and like, I hear people, somebody said to me the other day, it, it is wearing a mask is, it's loving your neighbor. And I'm like, I hear you, but that's based on your perception of the seriousness of, or the efficacy of the mask. For the person that doesn't believe in the efficacy of the mask, they're actually looking at the scenario completely different. They're saying, no. We're, you're killing your immune system. Right. And you're hurting yourself the, the, and, and others. Right. Because you're going to make a, I mean, this is me on my opinion, but this, this to me is anybody that's been through eighth grade biology can tell you if we all quarantine, if we all wear masks, if we all do this, we are setting ourselves up for a huge global epidemic later when our immune systems are compromised and can't fight off actual flu season, which is going to happen here in December. So perspective, so, time frame, and different. I want to be strong when that happens in December. I don't want to be so weak when it happens here's, in December. Here's where I'm going with this. That doesn't make you a hateful jerk that doesn't love anybody else. You're just basing your worldview on a different set of metrics. And you can both be right. right. But yet we can disagree on some of these things and put this huge wedge in between people that actually probably agree on a whole bunch of things, but yet you can get really, really emotionally, you know, off the rails about what a big jerk Trevor is because he never wears a mask. Yeah. They make it personal. Yeah. People make it personal. And you you have to be able to look at it and go, dude, this me not wearing a mask has nothing to say about you. And it's hard for me because I... I've got a lot of dick in me, as everyone knows. All mm. our listeners know that. Mm. I I want to argue with people. Like I I actually enjoy it. A hundred percent honestly. I actually thought it was going to happen at Target. Oh, it came close. It, it came close. This is the first place I've ever actually been kicked out of for not wearing a mask. You no, know. you didn't get kicked out. But I would have been. But I mean, it was, fir- been, it was the first yes. place that I had to wear a mask. I just yes. don't wear masks, and I just tell them no, and they usually well, they leave times, me alone. Nobody says anything. Like he, right. we just walk in and, and nobody says anything. And, and I don't wear a mask most times. I literally forget it 90% of the time. Right. Um, but literally this little girl chased well, him yeah, down. Little 90 pound colored haired. Just the typical what you would picture. Yeah. Right. And she's on a power trip because she's. She, you know, she works at Target. And this I is her. This is her assistant manager. Mm-hmm. She's like, I, well, no, she's the assistant to the manager. She's not the <laughs> assistant manager. Close enough. She's like Dwight. Um, she's <laughs> like, no, you're not the assistant manager. You're the assistant to the manager, which is different. But uh, she runs up, sir. You can't. And I just bought a Starbucks, which they have a Starbucks in their store. I'm drinking. And that's uh, exactly what he said. And I said, I'm drinking Starbucks. And she says. Well, you, you have to wear a mask. I said, so I can't drink my Starbucks? And she's like, no, you're not in here. I'm like, you have a Starbucks in the store. Like, it's open. Like, you're selling Starbucks to people inside your store, and you can't drink the Starbucks in your store. Like, and I said, I don't understand. I said, you're going to make me wear I go, I, I'm not going to wear the mask. And she's like, you have to wear the mask, or we're going to have to ask you to leave. You can ask me to leave. 
And I'm like, ah, is this the point where I'm going to call the cops? Is this? Because I kept telling people, I'm like, yeah, I kind of want to get arrested over this one because I, I feel pretty strongly about it. I kind of want to just to just to feel like I protested, you know. And then I was like, now nah, we gotta go pick up my truck in a little bit, so I don't want to go to jail right now. <laughs> if I had didn't have such a busy day, but I the, probably would have done it. The funny thing was, is that she came running up to you. I didn't have a mask on at that point. He just looks it like was, a jerk. it was her chance to be a big tough guy to meet. You know, she sees this freaking big burly cowboy looking dude she wants to come up and you know she wants to try to get in my face because she knows i can't do anything well truth be told i paid her 20 bucks <laughs> <laughs> well I said, listen well if you can get spent. that guy arrested i'll give you well 50 <laughs> yeah yeah it's 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 something where you you it's it's just interesting because like i said people do want to make it personal to where they because i do i want to like there's part of me that wants to say things to people like Mm-hmm. You know, well, guess what? Like, you're. I, I just want to say you're ignorant, like, because I, I, I do, and I'm gonna offend some people on here, and that's okay. Not ahead. the first time. Not DM gonna be the me. last. Yeah, go ahead and DM me. It's Havoc Partners at Havoc Partners. Just DM me on Instagram. Can we but clarify though what ignorant means first? I, I, and I'm saying that because I'm being a dick about it. But like, what I, what I mean is, is I believe. To in my opinion, or no, not even in my opinion. That's that's even I would say not in my opinion. In scientific proof, in your scientific opinion, I would say no. I would say anyone who's ta- I mean, like I haven't had anyone really dispute this with me. Like we all know how viruses and how white blood cells works and how things work. We all agree how they work. We all agree that a virus like anybody who's been through science in even high school but let alone college you understand that the way biology works is your immune system has to stay strong you can't you know it's i go back to the wheelchair analogy you can't put yourself in a wheelchair and say well i'm going to make you know i don't want my legs to get hurt so i'm going to ride around a wheelchair for a bunch for a year and then expect to stand up and be able to walk or run your legs will atrophy and they don't they don't stay strong. Like you have to work out all the time and your immune system is no different. So if you don't work your immune system out, you legitimately will use, die from it. Use like it you or can, lose you it. You can do it, right? So like I think we all know that. And then but for some reason we're all putting that on the back burner now and saying we don't know that. So like so to me, there's a part where I kind of take it personally in some ways where I'm just like, you know what, just like I don't I don't want to be around you if you if you're not smart enough to figure that out and that's that's where it gets personal because I I catch my own self like thinking well if you like even through social media I read things and I'm like I don't you know because we always talk about surrounding yourself right it's a big deal for me right the circle put put people in your circle that make you better put people in your circle that make you smart you know like I want to be better around people when I see somebody post some of the stuff that they post on social media and some of the things they say I'm just like I do not want you in my circle. I think, though, that there's a threshold of... Because I think social media is not a true reflection of just reality. Like, you'd say things on social media you'd never say to somebody in real life. There's just... there's It's snapshots. It's just a facade. And it, it takes... And it's a mood. It could be the mood you're it, in at that It really that moment. is. But I am a, I'm a big advocate of be able to defend what you think... Not because you feel it, but because it's based off of something. I, I mean, I talk to my kids about this all the time. It doesn't matter if it's political or, or what it is. I will respect your opinion if it's based in something other than, well, because I think that. I mean, that's what a, that's what a child says. Right. Because I said so. Okay, that's great. But why do you think that? Let's, let's talk about the merits of the, of the argument. Does it make sense? Is there something that I can add to the equation that changes the outcome of it? It's a discussion. So I don't mind the going back and forth as, because it's going to make your argument stronger or it's going to make it weaker. It's going to do one of the two. But throwing that out there, it's just like the immune system. I want to throw my logic into a fight to see if it stands up. Because if it doesn't, I want it to be strong. I want it to be better. I want to have a good grasp and a well-rounded view of of the world, of situations, so that I can make the best judgment for that short-term, medium, and long-term. And so that I know exactly, I, mean, I, I use the word intentional a lot, right? Yep. I want to be intentional about weighing all that stuff out and coming to a wise conclusion. Like, what is, 
what would a wise person do in this pandemic? They're going to look at all this stuff and they're not going to burn bridges over stupid stuff. But at what point, and I think this is where you're at, is the threshold, is it's become personal where now we don't have a differing opinion. Now you're an idiot. Now you're an insensitive prick. Now, well, now I'm looking at it and thinking about you making other decisions in your life. And I'm judging you for that. Right. Which is. Which, and people are doing it to me too. Like right. I, Because that's you know, what happens. We, we had a good conversation this weekend. We were, I was talking with Swanee and we were, we have a mutual friend who um, I really like uh, that's, you know, of our parents' generation, you know, that's a, that's an older friend of ours and I like always respected him. But he made a comment on Facebook that literally turned me off to the point that I'm like, it changed my opinion about him because I always thought he was fairly smart. Um, and I always liked hanging out and talking with him, even though we've always had differing opinions. He's a, he's very the opposite of me politically and very the opposite on a lot of things. But we see things very similar. We love Traeger barbecues, and I've sold him barbecues, and I've taught him things about my, you know, like we talk barbecue every time I see him. I, I think he's a great human, right? He put out a a, po- a a post the other day, and he said, yep, typical, um, was at Walmart, and here was a guy wearing a Trump hat and no mask, and, of course, he was a big, fat, out-of-shape guy. <laughs> he, or why is that guy always a big, fat, fat out-of-shape guy? And I'm like, <laughs> wow. You know what? I'm like, fuck you, because guess what? I don't wear a mask. I don't wear Trump hats, but I would if I had one. I just don't have one. But I'm like I'm I'm like I I'm a you know openly Trump supporter conservative. I don't wear masks, but why why are they all big fat guys at Walmart? Why do you got to you know why is that the guy, right? And I'm like <laughs> that was an ignorant statement that I took offense to. And it's like, you know what? That affects me wanting to be friends with you or hang out with you outside of this. And, and so like your little comment on Facebook changed my opinion. And when I brought it up to them, they said they did the same for them. And it's like, does he know that he's, you know, his running his mouth like that makes him look that way to people who have known him for but a that, very that's, long time. That's my point is social media doesn't, it doesn't allow for that look where you're like, you really think that it doesn't, it doesn't allow for the real time check of, of, I would call friends and acquaintances to go, you're full of shit, dude. You really, really think that and give him a chance to go, well, no. The problem is you're taking one sliver of something and putting so much weight into that that post. But the fact that he put it out there, hey, that's how that works. But, the, but it's not it it's not a reflection of the reality of how relational life works. Because like if you guys were all in the same room and he makes that comment, he gets shit for it. Because that's the way that the world works. Right. And but there's ba- but, but back to the topic, you're not it's also off. divisive. Right. It's a divisive statement that does not bring any unity to people, and that's what we're trying to get rid of. Like, I mean, just stop, man. Like, you know, and that's somebody that I just totally didn't really expect it from. I mean, I, I unfortunately am getting less and less faith in the left, you know, to where I'm like, I, I, I start to believe that if you're just on that side, you're going to say stuff like that, that is just hurtful and, dis- and divisive. I think that's kind of their stereotype now, which is completely ironic considering where they came from at the beginning where they were no bullies no guns no violence everybody love each other peace and love kind of deal and now the left has turned into something where i just expect if you're on the left and you say something like that divisive i'm just like yeah that makes sense where i'm trying to say things that i'm saying look i i have an opinion and i'm where i'm at but i completely respect your opinion i'm okay with it i'm not saying that every masker looks a certain way i'm not saying that every person you know like you know there's there's definitely definite stereotypes there that i can poke fun at like if you're wearing it in your car right because you, you don't need the bumper sticker right you don't need to have a bumper sticker i know who you're voting for if you're wearing it in your car <laughs> i know that you're you know probably just trying to not keep yourself from licking the glass i understand but like i i just it's one of those things where it's like that's a divisive statement and i just don't you know I, i'm like there's there's more to it to where we could actually take some of these things and bring them back together and, and go okay you're, you know, how, but how here's the thing. It? It's not a conversation. Right. Unity requires a conversation. It requires 
you and I knowing what the commonality is. That picture of those two guys shaking hands, I think, brings unity, and it didn't say anything. There it, was no the conversation. The picture said a thousand words in itself. That's that's the conversation, yeah. though. You know that even if it was staged, yeah. it still engages you and puts you in a mindset. That's a conversation starter. Right. But the, the relational element of it, though, it does require a conversation. But going, one thing I will say, because I wanted to bring Heather in on this part, that I think is interesting because we've talked about it is with the builder conversation. So again, you guys are in the meeting together. You're all equals. It's a board meeting. It's everybody, you know, whatever there is there together. They get talking about how one person builds a house down. Another person builds a house. Another person builds a house. You can have three builders there. You got three different price points. You got three different things going on. You got like a lot of different things, right? But you and I have talked about there's certain builders who we all know and you can talk about them in our, I think we hang out with a pretty elite group of builders. And when we, when we're in our groups talking and we bring up the name of one, let's say one of these other builders that's not in our group, it's everyone knows. Oh, <laughs> cause like they say things, you know, even in those unified groups, they say things like you said that when those, those conversations come out where they're like, well, you try to have an intelligent conversation. Well, why do you use concrete? Well, this, this, and this. Well, yeah, but it's more expensive. And I don't, Well, yeah, but we're building a better house or we're doing this. Better. Well, you know, like I go back to the same story that I've told before, but had a builder that said, ah, the customer doesn't know the difference. Right then I made my assumption of what that type of person and business owner he was. If he's willing to do something and his, his defense to why he does it cheaper is, ah, they don't know the difference. To me, that's like somebody saying, "Well, what, what do you guys make your hamburgers out of?" Oh, that's 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 rat, that's uh, cat food. We make cat food burgers, Wagyu but they don't food. know the difference. Yeah, like literally, it's like no, you they came in here to get a hamburger and you're eating cat, you're feeding them cat food. Ah, they don't know the difference. That to me is the same mentality. So it's interesting when you talk to builders, you you do things on a higher level. And when you try to talk to builders that don't do it on a higher level, you sit and try to argue with them to a point, and then it gets to a, like, well, I guess we had to agree to disagree kind of deal. Yeah, and, and there's still that, that, I guess, common respect for right. each other when you're talking about it. So I think, the, like, one of the biggest things, so this last uh, set of state meetings that we went to, um, I am looking, I'm, I'm filling out all the paperwork to become a, what is it, the certified master builder? So in Idaho, we don't Mm -hmm. have licensing, we have registration. So um, the Certified Master Builder Program takes it a step further to where uh, your credit is checked and your references are checked and uh, doesn't mean that, you know. It's a voluntary certification. It's a voluntary thing. You pay for it. So the state of Idaho is very much against, and we're trying, we're, this is something that's in the politics of what the BCA does that people don't see. It's behind the scenes, but, you know. We're, Idaho is kind of a haven for builders that get kicked out of states that have registration, <laughs> right? Like, right. especially because so we licensing have, or licensing, sorry. So licensing, like you have to be licensed in the state of California, right? Well, if you get your license yanked for doing crooked shit or whatever, bad bills, bankruptcies, whatever it is, you can pick up and you look on a map and you're like, well, man, Idaho's economy is booming and they don't have licensing. So you just move there. And you start because you don't. There's no yeah. law in here in Idaho saying you have to be right licensed or registered or anything. There's no laws. Well, there's we have the registration, which is fifty dollars, fifty dollars a year, and they just raised it to that. It's but, it's nothing to be a registered con or yeah registered contractor here. But take it a step further with being a certified master builder. There are lots of criteria. You have to fill out this you know massive application. Submit your financials, submit like a social security number, EIN, all that stuff. You're getting a background check. Right. And and what you're saying is you're out there advertising that I build to a higher standard. Mm-hmm. This is this is what I do. And so I was sitting in a room with other members that are that are already, you know, certified master builders or CMBs. And and we're talking about it and we're talking about, you know, what we're seeing in the in the business, you know, what's going on with lumber right now and what are, how are we dealing with that? And What's going on with appraisals and, um, you know, what do you think of this energy code requirement and blah, blah, blah. And just, I mean, down to contracts and looking at how do we deal with these with these price increases that we can't anticipate. I mean, nobody thought that lumber was 
going to go up 170% since <laughs> April. It's gone up 4% since the last time I talked to you. It's insane. it's insane what they've, it's gone up. And so like sitting there talking to him, they're like, well, how do you address that in your contract? What do you do? And I, I was asking the question, like, how do they address it? And they're like, well, we have this clause, blah, blah, blah. And talking about what I'm doing. And I'm like, well, I do a cost plus. Well, I'm already protecting myself. Not the world market, just FYI. Yeah, yeah, yeah not the world market, no, okay. no. But I do a cost plus contract, so I'm already, you know, kind of protecting myself that way where they're doing a fixed cost as production builders. Oh, but I'm yeah. not a production. So I'm I'm a custom, right, you know, right. just six to ten houses a year. So it's a, little, it's, it's a different market, but then there's other custom builders in there, and, you know, we compete, but we're sitting there around this table talking about how how we do our business and what we found and just trying to make the industry better. Right. And that's it. That's the goal. That's the that's goal. That's the and big umbrella, right? Yeah. It's the same thing with like sitting here talking with with friends of ours that have a different political view, a different view about the the masks and the whole nine yards. It's you're having an educated discussion with somebody and and just trying to find the commonalities and trying to figure out, okay, and this is there. what I'm thinking and this is what you're thinking. The commonalities are there. Oh, yeah. But the, the reality is there is more than one way to skin a cat. Not that I advocate that, but <laughs> that's true. There's more than one right answer. And, and that is, so when we talk about unity, so from an agency standpoint, you have a number of creatives that are pulled into a concept meeting to come up with multiple different ideas to present to a client. And everybody comes up with these different ideas, and it's kind of your baby. And so the way that we used to do that was when we would present, you would present your idea in this meeting to the client. And one of the things that we noticed was it, it, it didn't drive unity. They were all good ideas, and we all collaborated and, and you know made each other's ideas better. But when you presented your idea, it wasn't the team's idea. It was your idea. So we've changed that in the last year to where we come together as a team, we brainstorm, we, we go away, we concept, we come back to the table with all these ideas, and then we refine from there, and we, have, we take six ideas, refine it down to three, and make sure that they're the best ideas. It doesn't matter who brought it to the table. And, and it's interesting because you're pulling little bits and pieces from other people's stuff. I liked how you said that. Let's make sure that the verbiage is all consistent across all three concepts. And make sure that everything is good. When we present it, we have one person present all three concepts so that there's this cohesive team, not three different ideas that are presented by three members of the creative team. And it's been really interesting to see how it creates, again, more unity within the team. It's easier to hold things with an open hand when it's the teams. It's not my idea as a creative. Because creatives, are that's their baby. That's their art. And they'll defend it, and they'll be snotty about it, and they'll, they'll get their feelers hurt if you bash it or hate it. And I've been in meetings where <laughs> I had a client look at the person that presented and just, I don't like that idea. I don't get it. That's a dumb idea. And, and she was like, and it was a good idea. She just didn't she see it. She took the, it as though she was dumb. She didn't, but the client didn't see the bigger umbrella. And the, we had, I mean, we had talked about the idea in multiple concept meetings. It was a good idea, but it was a big umbrella. There was a five-year plan. And the client didn't see it. So when we poke holes in it, we're like, yeah, this is great. But the, sometimes they don't see it. So anyway, but finding the unity in identifying, you, got, you have to identify that goal. And they, the, for us in the creative meeting is we need to come up with three of the best concepts that all work for this client. And they vary on creative approach. They vary on budget. They vary on all these different things. But they, they're vetted and the holes are poked in them. And we're, we're confident that pick one of these three. They're all good. Some of it's budget dependent. Some of it's just a stylistic thing. So of those meetings, they've been in the last, we've been super busy, but in the last well, probably two months, we had some really, really good meetings, and it's it's drawn our team together, which is cool. Yeah. Well, and take this to, you know, uh, us today, like having a conversation and un unloading block at a job site. So. Sounded like code. It, well, we, we were delivering some block for a training and stuff that we're doing, 
And I did not even, because, okay, I can't back up a trailer. Oh. So, let alone this. One thing the girl boss can't do. Yeah. I didn't know that. I, I cannot back up a trailer. We've, short list of things we've, she can't we've do. Plus, you can back up a semi. I, I can do that, but I, I, and I guess I maybe could back up the longer trailer, but I've not tried. They're easier. It freaks me out. <laughs> the, the, do the little five by eight trailers. They're yeah, the worst. They're the worst. <laughs> but, so we have this 30 foot long trailer that's loaded full of ICF block right. and we need to take it out to a job site. And like, I knew that the contractor for the, the excavator was busy. And so I just told him, okay, clear it out of the middle and put it along the side. Like I just need it out of the way so I can get into the middle of the, of the foundation. Well, I, if it were me pulling up there with a the trailer, I would be parking alongside the road and unloading from the road <laughs> because that's what I know I can do. Right. We get there and Trevor's like, oh, well, it would be a lot easier if that wasn't all along there because I could have put the trailer along there and we could have just unloaded right there into the hole. And I'm like, hmm. Hmm. It's, it's, it's a different, it's knowledge. Like me, but, I never even thought of that because I wouldn't think to try to back the trailer right there. So I didn't know to even think about that. And technically, that's ignorance. It is. Think about it. Yeah. And that, but that's the beauty of, of holding some of that stuff with an open hand and being willing to be, quote unquote, wrong. Right. Being willing to be like, oh, yeah, that's where the team comes in. <laughs> exactly. Because I'm not I don't back up a trailer, but he can back up a trailer really, really well. He does. It's insane. Back that thing so it's a gift. It's a gift. It is. They I think that they, you know, when you, you talk about even knowing everybody's got a different skill set and looks at it a different way. The same deal. Like it goes back to the team concept of even into sports. Right. Like one guy sees something differently because they're right. looking at it from a different angle. Right. Like, you know, so, you know, running back looks at it different than a receiver than looks at a quarterback or looks at his lineman, you know. And I think the fact is, is if we understand that people look for that, actually, I guess if uh, the grand scheme of things is, and this goes back to, I try to always bring it back to a sales thing. So I was trying to think like, all right, how do I, like for my sales people listen to this, what we looked at. You have to understand that we have a, you need to unify with your customer. When you're selling something to a customer, yes, you need to unify with that customer and come to some sort of agreement. He may not see what you, like you're walking in here and you're like, oh my God, this is, this is the best. It's this way, this way, this way. And they're like, I don't see it that way. You have to be able to figure out where that unity is. Where do they see your product? You need to ask them that. You need to be like, well, what, what do you do? You, what could help with my product? What if my product did this? What could it do this? What would you want it to do? Find the unity with your client on your product and what it does, and you will sell more product. So you have to unify that. And I, I go back to it all the time with the ICF thing. It's very much important for what I do because. I could go to California and they, that person is obviously very worried about fire because right. that place burns down every year. They're also worried about seismic. They're not worried about tornadoes. They're not worried about floods or hurricanes or, or cold. Right. You know, they're not worried about those things. But then I go to Texas and they're worried about tornadoes and they're worried about heat and they're not worried about fire and they're not worried about seismic. You know, right. like, so like you got to find that unity of like, okay, where can we unite on? Oh yeah. My product does that too. Right. Like it's, it's no different than, uh, you know, like I say, sales is kind of like when you run into somebody and you figure out that you guys know each other, that you know, somebody that you both know, mm -hmm. there's that moment in sales where you find that connection with somebody about a product where they're like, Oh, you know, so-and-so. Yeah, I know. So-and-so I went to high school. with So-and-so I'll share with the college with him. He's a great guy, blah, blah, blah. Right. Now you're friends, right? Right. Totally changes the relationship. You can do the same thing in sales where all of a sudden you find whatever unites you two together and all of a sudden they're like, yeah, fuck fire. Yeah, fire sucks. Yeah, hey, we're fireproof. You are? Goddamn, I hate fire. Perfect. Let's buy <laughs> I'll buy your product, right? Like, you know, and that's an exaggeration and a little bit of an animation about it, but it, it le legitimately. I loved it. That was great. That is something that can happen in a sales pitch. I mean, you we've all been there. Like, if you're a salesperson, you've been there where you've brought a sale together on something where you 
clicked on something that you both agreed on, right? Like that's you found the, unity. The marketing side of that's the same thing. It's huge. It's identifying who your audience is to set that up, right. to set that unity up. Because I'm not going to go after somebody. I'm not going to try and market those things that don't matter in that area. We're talking geography. It's knowing your audience and knowing what the heck you're talking about so that you can figure out who to sell to. Right. It's all, I mean, all of that stuff's connected. No, and I, and I'm, I'm, as we, and this happens on this podcast all the time, I'm just seeing bigger, I'm like literally seeing what I just brought together there. Sales, good salesmen unify people. It's a unity thing. That's what happens at the culmination of a sale. You mm-hmm. come to a unity with the the buyer that you you guys agree on something about your product. And that's really what you're trying to do is you're just trying to unify and make sure that you both are seeing the same thing with your product. So It's the right, well, it's the right customer. Yeah. You can agree that, well, make it a car sale. We can both agree that this car is superior to that car, right? right? So you have a Kia versus a Mercedes-Benz. We can all agree... One of them is a superior car. The price point difference <laughs> is where it's important to know your audience. Right. I'm not going to go try and sell Mercedes Benz to college graduates. They have a different debt that they're paying off. Right. It's understanding that, that whole thing. Unifying the right, Knowing, like exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Unifying the right person with the right product at the right time for the right reason. You get that little force them all figured out you're gonna make a shit ton of money doesn't matter what you're selling agreed God, it's, we're done we're done here no we literally have mics that we could drop we could just drop hold on oh wow that hurt <laughs> <laughs> i dropped that right in my garage <laughs> i didn't realize it was so heavy no, I think that's uh, exactly what we were going for. I think that, I mean, like I said, the the importance of, you know, just take take a minute in your life and the big picture of things and just try to figure out, is there a way for you to unify things? Can you take things and make them, is there a way for you to, in your own little world, whether that be in your sales world or your personal life or anything, is there a way for you to, Come together with people and stop trying to push your agenda one way way too far or push against people that don't have your agenda. I will give you a, because we always try to throw a little little parenting wisdom in yep. here. Yep. I will give you a specific example of me trying to learn this in the last week. Remote learning is hard. Um, and kids, each kid does differently in terms of how well they do it. My son needs structure. Because if he doesn't, he ends up on the Xbox. So he's behind on a bunch of things, and he and I are talking about stuff. But what was interesting was trying to figure out how much to squeeze, how much to press in terms of being a dad and being like, you need to get your stuff done. But how does he respond to that? And figuring out the balance of am I doing something that is being divisive and pushing him away, or am I doing something that's creating unity to where – he feels like he can come to me for help. And it was really interesting and frankly hard to hear where I'm like, dude, I'll help you with your homework. And he's like, I don't want you to help me with my homework because you get mad at me. And I'm like, well, why do I get mad at you? And he's like, because you do. And I'm like, well, is that because you're not taking it serious? Is it because you won't put your phone down? Is it because what are the reasons? But it was a really interesting experience where i was like well shit am i getting mad at him am i creating unity or am i being too hard on him Mm -hmm. and and trying to to go back and in all honesty be willing to be wrong in terms of a parenting style for a specific kid in a specific situation maybe he doesn't respond to that his mom does a better job with him in in that regard of things because she doesn't squeeze so hard and i'm i'm a little bit like Dude, you need to get this shit done or the world is going to fall apart and the Xbox is going to dynamite and your phone is going over the moon. Yep. And he just, he, it, you know, he just shuts down. So I love what you're saying. The, the flip side of that coin is being intentional about those things that are not divisive. 
figuring those things out and maybe not posting something on Facebook. Maybe not making some snotty or ass comment. Or just positive shit. How yeah. about that? But, but, but even, even the absence of the shitty stuff helps. It really does. Yeah. Be intentional on both sides of that. Do things that create unity and don't do things that are divisive. Try it. Try a 30-day experiment. See what happens. See if Please. your world becomes more positive. Well, and PSA, it's it's we've got we're weeks away from election. Go, go vote. Go vote. Go vote. I mean, everybody should go vote. And be be cognizant of the fact that there's other people out there that don't vote the way you do, and that doesn't make them bad people. Support the other people that are out there voting. Every, this brings us together, guys. We're all Americans. We're we're, we're not Democrats, Republicans. Anything. We're all Americans. Some of us are more right than the other Americans, but <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna help it. I couldn't help it. No, seriously, everybody, like, find a way to unify people. Find a way to to not exclude other people. And I guarantee you, if you just make little steps, it's like shopping carts and piss droplets. It gets better. Little, little things make everything better. So. Man, that's like some Tolstoy you're qu- quoting there. I know. That's pretty crazy. Who doesn't love a little... Thank you, girl boss, for uh, coming on with us today. Always got some wisdom there. Everybody hit us up. Havoc Partners on the socials. Uh, if you have any questions, answers, comments, please put them on there. Suggestions. We'll Suggestions. We'll Insults. Those too. <laughs> we'll take whatever. We're, we're open we're to that. Picky. We're open-handed. No. Yep. All right, guys. Thank you. We appreciate you. And uh, we'll see you again next week. All right. 99. Laters.